Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to your school-mandated visit to the ACT. Emma, have you uh, got your permission slip signed and your suitcase packed? Yes, I am ready for my what are my many, 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 many trips back to the Australian Capital Territory, the capital of Australia, which, yes, is again with Australia, just so not uniquely named. Like, it is the ACT stands for the Australian Capital Territory. Well done, naming committee. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it it seems like they just, they just went with the placeholder, right? Yeah. Is it in the north? We'll call it northern something. Is it in the west? Western something. Southern? South? south? Yeah. Queen's been there? <laughs> is, it, is it? Nailed it. Is it in the east? We'll call it New South Wales. <laughs> yeah, they messed up on that one. I guess because there were three states on, four states, sorry, Tassie, on the east. Five, sorry, ACT. No, it's not really in the east, um, kind of in the middle. Yes, anyway. sorry, ACT should be the name of the podcast. Um, <laughs> Don't be Well, rude. of the episode. We have a guest coming on to tell us how wonderful the Australian Capital Territory is, so you can't be rude. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. No, I, I've been there a few times. I've been there with scouts. We went camping. I've been there with school. We sorry, looked at the museums. Reveal that you were in the scouts. It's not a I reveal. I'm a proud ex-scout. Shout rare. out to First Cronulla. That's right. That's cute. Okay, we need a photo of that, please. I don't think any exist, to be honest. I'll call your mother. We'll find one. Vilma? And, um, yeah, so scouts, school, and we once played a, we once played a gig in the ACT with, with, um, with Vulture. Darius is just like revealing so many great facts. Darius was also in a band. Also need photos of that. Like the time you shaved your eyebrows. Terrified me for months. Yeah, those photos are going. This me. intro is going fantastically about the ACT. <laughs> you just keep you keep like you keep distracting the the listeners from from the, the premium ACT content they come here for. Well, look, to be honest, the time that we, we actually went to the ACT together. So we've actually been to been in four states together, which is pretty cool. Um, we were, were on a school trip. We would have been about 15 or 16. The poor teachers, I apologize um, for all of us. It would have been quite the nightmare because we were just. They knew, they, they knew what they were getting themselves into. Yeah. It, we were very silly. Um, but I have some wonderful photos that will be the cover photo that will mean nothing to anybody else, but they will mean everything to us because you and I were in there, there together and I have some fantastic high school Emma and Darius um, nostalgia to live up. Oh, are we on a photo together? 
Yeah, I've definitely got photos together. There's a photo. We're at oh, a table, yeah. so it has nothing to do with, with – nobody would know. We're in like a cafeteria table <laughs> and you and I are leaning – I'm sitting at the table with the girls and you're like leaning over like, yeah. yeah. You were photo. Oh, I know the photo. Yeah. It's in one of my photo albums photo. that I sent it to, to our most regularly mentioned person who's never been on the podcast, Kat, Kat Simo. Um, Simo. She was in that photo too and I always send it to her. Comes up quite often, mind you. Anyway, good. we're not really talking good, good, about good. ACT. I have been there a number of times. The guest and I are going to talk about that, so we won't go into that now. But yes, it is a rite of passage for Australians. It's generally um, visitors. Um, you take visitors. So we did have a number of overseas visitors when I was a kid. So I went there, and the standard mm. places are the War Memorial, um, the Parliament House. Parliament House. Maybe one of the galleries. Questacon. Questacon's fantastic and actually should be the first stop because it is super cool and super fun. And if you weren't into science before, you, you would like can it you after. Parliament House is really cool because you used to be able to, I don't know if you still can, walk up the grassy side bits onto the roof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you still do that. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I, and there's a I big, haven't been for- Massive flag on the top. I haven't been for quite a while. The last time I was there, I crashed in my friend's house on the way to the snow. Oh, and the and the and the um, observatory is there. The yep. space center thing is like a museum. A, what's it called? Telescope. It's it's kind of that thing where like a bit like I guess Washington would be. It tends to be that the capital has a lot of the like national museums and a lot of the you know major touch points i think that we went to the abc center which was really interesting like the australian broadcasting corporation um we went to um a they've got a really lovely um botanical gardens we went there like learn a lot about the australian flora um so yeah there's um and they have some really amazing festivals in um act that's what they're quite known for their flower festival there's um one of the art festivals they do have some pretty? They have some big um, runs and marathons, so they they have do quite a lot mm. there, being that it's the national capital. But it does have a bit of a reputation for being a bit dull and um, it does. a bit boring, and it is famous for roundabouts. It is the state of roundabouts. There are many, many. It's very. Cities. It's a very well planned city. They got. We should. I should have prepared. There's the name of the. They had a competition for the. For uh, the design. Burley Griffin. They? Was his is name? it? Well, yeah, because Lake Burley Griffin is named after him. Oh, which is the, good on the, him naming and naming himself a lake. <laughs> the lake with the fountains, yeah. Um, yeah. No, completely planned. ACT is, is definitely 100% the best planned place in Australia because it was actually planned where a lot of the other places were like, water, Let shall we do things here? Yes. Oh, we need more buildings. We shall do more things here and expanded mm. thusly. So... Mm. Let's jump in, though, uh, with our wonderful guest who will have much more factual and... Um, positive. Positive. <laughs> she is very positive um, and eloquent things to, to say about it, I'm sure. So let us go. Let's do it. So today joining me for the Australian Capital Territory episode is the wonderful Alison Hallworth, who was in our one of our very early episodes in the top 10. And uh, we just will give a little bit of an intro to her first. 
Alison loves wordsmiths, quirky things, equality, chutzpah, and kindness. Apparently talks too much. I don't believe it for a second. Stroke survivor, has never experienced anything colder than Lake Lagoda. Um, her dad did once send her to get water from a crocodile-lined river in the NT. We should have had you on last week's episode. Uh, but, and we're not to remind, oops, don't listen to this, Alison's mum. But welcoming back, Alison. Hello, how are you today? I am well. How are you, my friend? I am good. I am good. Enjoying the while. sunshine here down south. Yes. Still in lockdown. You are no longer... You, you, okay, so the reason we have you here, we'll probably get you to say this, um, is that you did live in the ACT, but you currently live in Sydney. And it is currently in lockdown. Yes. yes. <laughs> so we're traveling yeah. vicariously back into the day, oh, the days of freedom, um, to visit the land, the land of the capital, um, uh, I mean, people probably know it more as Canberra, but it is it's uh, in itself. It's a very unusual place in that it's a state, um, but it's it's a state within a state. Yeah, territory within a state. Territory. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I moved, um, um, we moved from Darwin to Canberra uh, when I was um, almost six years old and I was there, uh, lived there um, until I was almost 26. Um, and I still have a lot of, uh, well, I still have family down there and a lot of close friends who live there. So I have the, um, yeah, that, that perspective of having been both a resident and, uh, you know, a continuing visitor. So. And so how long, how far is it from Sydney? Most people drive from Sydney. Yeah, it's a, it's a three hour drive, three, three and a half, depending on whether you're north or the south of, of Sydney. Um, straight down the highway, you know. I mean, I, I still remember doing the trip before the highway went in when I was a wee bit younger. And, um, yeah, it, it was a lot more, you know, arduous. You kind of, uh, it was more back roads and things like that, but you bypass everything now, so it's a pretty cruisy drive down around Lake George um, and then into the ACT. So. Wonderful. And... I guess, yeah, you, you're probably not going to love our intro. Um, <laughs> Adarius doesn't have the most favourable things to say, but a lot of people, their first trip um, might be with school um, yeah. and it probably would maybe dragged there. And there, there was a reputation for Canberra of um, back in the day being a bit non-eventful. But, but that is not true. I've been back many a time. I've been back as an adult. And there are lots of things to do. So can you tell us, maybe we'll start off with some famous places and then you could tell us some of your favourite places. Yeah, look, it's funny. I mean, Canberra, Canberra is, um, you know, it is the capital of Australia, um, not Sydney, everybody. Canberra and the ACT is the capital. And, um, you know, it, but it is still a, a relatively, there's, you know, under 500,000 people live there. You know, there is an element of it being a large country town rather than a city. Um, and definitely uh, when we moved there in 1980, um, the suburb where we moved, where my folks still live, you know, was kind of on the outskirts and is now fairly central, like, you know, any 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 city that um, that grows up. Um, but it's, um, you know, I mean, it's fairly, yes, it was, it was very much known for a long time as a government city, 
And that was, you know, the only people that are there are public servants and, and one of the um, enduring uh, irritations to residents of ACT is the fact that the media always refers to any decision made by the government as being Canberra said, um, which is frustrating to them because Canberra is actually one of the most progressive populations in the country Um, and also, you know, um, know, Canberrans generally are better educated, Um, you know, they earn pretty good money, they are, you know, progressive in their politics, they're very inclusive, um, um, you know, kind of liberal thinkers in in the true sense of the word liberal. Um, and so it can be very frustrating when, you know, um, you know, every bad decision made by uh, the government is, you know, um, attributed to them. But Canberra has definitely grown. So, um, you know, when I was younger, I actually remember going to um, Questacon, um, the National Science and Technology Centre, um, when it was actually just a kind of, a classroom at the back of one of the local schools you know you went along and you kind of did science things and now it's like this amazing place to visit whether you're an adult or a child oh um, so fun you know, the drop there's a drop slide i love that <laughs> the earthquake area and i just remember buying like slime i mean it's a great it's a, you know this is what i gonna say one of the things i really love about all of canberra's exhibits is they're very hands-on and they're very approachable and they tend um, a lot of them to be free as well um, you know, and they are very much built with, you know, probably with families in mind. But the really great thing about that is that, you know, sometimes you can go, it doesn't matter where you travel in, in the world, you'll go to a museum or something and they assume a lot of knowledge or, you know, um, it can be very dry and very boring, you know. So things like the National Portrait uh, Gallery, you've got obviously the High Court, you've got the libraries, you've got the old and new Parliament House. Um, I still remember when the new Parliament House was opened. My brother actually opened the door for the Queen as, as she wandered throughout it at one stage. Um, but it is a city that has really, you know, it has grown um, with its population kind of thing. So, um, you know, uh, one of the things you wouldn't have appreciated when you were maybe dragged there um, as a school child is, you know, all the green space in, in Canberra. Canberra's kind of a series of satellite cities, so to speak, from Tuggeranong all the way through to Gungahlin. You know, there's Belconnen, there's the city, Woden. Um, there's probably more now, and I, I've forgotten to mention them. But, you know, um, you can just as easily ride your bike from one side of Canberra to the other. You know, you can drive. Um, you know, it's a very different landscape now um, since the bushfires of um, 2003. Um, I was actually in, in Canberra the night those happened. I was actually just about to fly out to, to go overseas. And for me it was extremely... I mean, you know, far worse for everyone living there. But, you know, I left and the city was still smouldering. And when I came back a few years later, a couple of years later, I was driving through, I didn't recognise it. You know, yeah. um, the fire had taken out all of Stromlo Forest, which is now where the Arboretum is, which is this um, beautiful park. It's, um, you know, all the trees um, and things like that, magnificent views. Um, the, all the roads out to camp, you know, Cottermouth, all that had been wiped, the forests. Um, you've obviously got the Deep Space Observatory, which obviously, you know, some history buffs know that uh, little uh, Tipping Villa even had its bit to do with the moon landing back in 69. So it's just kind of one of those um, places, I think, which is, you know, uh, it becomes famous for the wrong things, like too many roundabouts or, yeah. you know, uh, being a really dry, boring thing. But the fact is, you know, lot. I wouldn't know what the numbers are, but not everybody works for the government. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, very yeah. community-minded, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, and um, and I do love that outdoor. And it's 
there is no city I've ever lived in, um, and I've lived in a few, that comes close to being as recreationally accessible as Canberra. Um, you know, you can rollerblade, ride, bike, you can kayak, you can paddle boat, you can, you know, it's just easy to get out and do it because the city is actually built around being accessible. Um, yeah. And obviously that, you know, bring in some of the sort of boring stuff you probably had to learn about to go there for school, but that's the whole benefit of a planned city like Canberra. Um, you know, it's even like the, when you're forced, you know, it's just that you're yeah. forced and it's oh, like absolutely. now you want to go to the War Memorial and the War Museum yeah. and learn about it and you want to go... Um, some people are really excited by par- like by parliament and politics, so going yeah. to the capital is very exciting. Like, you know, it's like you think the thing in your own country is boring, but it's like yes. you want to go to Washington DC and you want to go to yes. that, or you want to go yes. to see like you know where Big Ben is, like the Parliament House there, like, yeah. it's beautiful. But then you go to your one, you're like, Ugh. like it's actually a pretty impressive building. But the new Parliament is like fantastic, yeah. and the way yeah. they're like, up on the hill, and you know, and I actually went back. It's probably about five or six years now. I'm like thinking it feels so recent, but yeah, I went into the te- like the city, and I just was like walking around like it was just so modern, and I was like, like what? And I had no idea. My friend was going to ACU, so um, yeah, she was um on oh, no, ANU, sorry, Australian yeah. Na- National University. Um, so yeah. she was there, so I went and stayed with her, and yeah, there was this really funky street, and they had like um grease monkey or something it's like popular yeah. place and then they had at the end of the street there was a park and then there was like a bus that had been converted into like a food venue and then there was yeah. like a little just food truck permanent food yeah. truck area and i was like hey canberra you're cool <laughs> well I, I i would actually I, i'll you know i'll go out and live here and i appreciate that i'm not a foodie in any way but canberra did great breakfasts and really did the you know the the cafe scene really well a lot earlier than most Australian cities, you know, like um, um, you used to be able to go out and get like a decent eggs benny and, you know, good coffee and all those kind of things in cafes in the city, you know, and then I'd travel to places like Sydney, you know, Brisbane, Melbourne, and you really have to travel to find those kind of places. But, I mean, Canberra does, you know, it, it's got some fantastic cuisine and stuff, but it's also got lots of quirky, you know, there, there's lots of, you say about it being quite modern. I mean, this is once again, you know, somebody that has gone away and come back. You know, people will say it's in such and such when I go to visit it. And I'm like, okay, so what I need you to do is just imagine where the old Sammy's kitchen is, which was just, you know, you know, and they're like, oh, no, Sammy's has moved now. And it's like, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't need to know where Sammy's is now. I need to know where it was before because that's still, you know, it's where I spent a lot of my, all my teenage years and early 20s. So the footprint is quite different. But it's got... You know, I mean, it's got some um, fantastic architecture. It does have, like, you know, great art littered through. I mean, I still don't know why there are brass sheep in the middle of um, Garima Place, but there you go. It's got the old roundabouts in there. Um, you know, um, there's Tilly's on the north side in Dixon, which is this great old pub, which doesn't really, you know, seem to have changed. But then, you know, you wander through and other landmarks are gone. Um, it's It was always really great with the live music scene. You know, I saw heaps of, like, through the ANU bar and the Canberra Uni and things like that. Um, and obviously uh, it's got the AIS, so for people, you know, a lot of, um, you know, the Australian Institute of Sports, so you, you get lots of, um, you know, you have to know something vaguely about sport, whether you're interested or not really. So, um, and, yeah, and then, you know, now they've got a light rail, which uh, is quite divisive, depending on um, which which side of the the, the place you um, sit on. But you know, um, I just you know, 
I, I put a call out, you know, when you asked to speak to me about um, Canberra to the, you know, current Canberrans asking what they love about it or what they remember about it. And, um, you know, it's things like wineries on your doorstep, it's great to raise kids, it's well-maintained public infrastructure, it's accessible, it's green, everybody knows everybody. You know, they're, they're all those kind of things. Um, I and love then, that you did homework. Well, you <laughs> You're like, I'm going to poll. Paul, and, and uh, you do have such an engaged audience, and you, this is your personal audience, but, yeah, no, yeah. Like, you rattled off a few other funny ones as well. Oh, they, they, yeah, they um, um, you know, it, well, I, I do have to, you know, take this moment to point out that uh, Susie Mack, um, Rachel's mum, lives in Canberra, and she's the best thing about Canberra, according to Rachel. Um, I've met her, and she's a lovely lady, so I'm happy to go with that boat. But one of the things I also really love about Canberra, and it came up a few times um, just with what people were thinking about, is um, Canberra is, you know, just because of its location, it's hot, like it does summer properly, it does winter properly. It really does seasons in a way that most of Australia doesn't. I mean, there is nothing better than a Canberra autumn. Like it's really colourful, like proper reds, you know, all of those kind of things. It's crisp. And then spring they've got Floriard and things like that where, you know, flower um, show, flower show. It, it, but I mean, spring was gorgeous in Canberra anyway. I mean, the winters are pretty brutal, um, you know, just because it's up high and it's but dry. The benefit for people like me who love the snow is that it's very it's, close to the snow. And my friend who was living there for a few years, um, studying to be a doctor. Um, also loved the snow, so uh, we drove a couple of times, went down and um, stayed with her and then, you know, so we drive down the night, spend the night and we could just in the morning do the short drive. Um, yeah. yeah, but accessible, you can do a day trip. But it is, I mean, it, I mean best, it's, it's one of the great things about Canberra, I mean, you know, you're not far from um, uh, the snow, as you said, you're only a couple of hours from the coast. You've got, you know, it, it's... Um, um, the, the the wine industry um, and the what they call I think there's a trail called the Poacher's Pantry or something but they basically lots of organic produce you know just lends itself to you know um, you know kind of really limited food miles all those kind of things that have become trendy have just always been part of the way kind of Canberra operates you know what I mean um, and um, and look I'm really fond of it uh, and, and I, you know I'm not a small town person. I love living in big cities and um, and all the, all the rest of it. But you know, Canberra is always going to have a special little piece of piece of me because there's you know so many of my um, you know memories are, are tied up with it and things like that. And you know, I you know people um, you know I've got some you know uh, you know memories like a friend of a friend of mine and I when we were a lot younger, teenagers in high school still. Um, um, drove out, rode our bikes over the top of Parliament House. You know, um, it wasn't illegal back then. You just could because it's, un, you know, basically under a giant hill. You know what yes. I mean? Um, but um, but you know the museums, yeah, and and the way they capture it all. I mean, if you go into the city, you can literally wander around. You know, picnic on the way, do all those kind of things. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. Do you have a, I know it's like asking it, it's a tough question and obviously you go back a little bit now and maybe you have an old one, but do you have a favourite place? Like a place that you're like, okay, must go every time I go back or would take visitors? Take visitors. Uh, always a fan of um, the National Portrait Gallery. Um, 
you know, I, that, that's just partly me. But, um, it, you know, if I'm talking about within Canberra itself, in terms of um, open spaces, definitely the Arboretum, just the views you get across um, the city are, are beautiful. Um, as I mentioned Tilly's before, I always enjoy going there. I, I mean, I absolutely acknowledge that there are um, heaps, thousands more up-and-coming, um, probably better food. You know, I mean, well, not better, but different. I mean, it's got heaps more restaurants and all sorts of um, food experiences than when I was there, but I've just got a bit of a soft spot for it. But um, the other one is the um, National Museum, which is just on the um, foreshore. It's uh, It's got a really um, solid Indigenous history um, uh, exhibit, um, which has been expanding, and I think it's... Um, it's, you know, probably one of our first kind of national museums and things which has really incorporated our Indigenous history, in you know, into it in a like a meaningful way, not 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 a token way. I mean, I appreciate there's always more that, that can be done, but, um, you know, I, I always enjoy going there. Um, is that where the ABC Centre is too or is the ABC, there's like an ABC section or is that, or does the ABC have their own place? I remember yes. going there. Is that the film and sound archive you're thinking of? Maybe. Yeah, I just remember, like, I mean, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I just remember, like, all the things. I mean, this is, I was, like, 15, so this is, like, many years ago. No, it feels to me that that might be the National Film and Sound Archive, which I was going to say is my hidden gem. People don't, there's, you know, if I had to say something that people don't go and see enough, it would be the National Film and Sound Archive. Um, you know, and obviously, if any of my friends are listening to this, obviously my parents, my sisters, my brothers, and all my friends are the reason and the most important reason I would ever go to Canberra. But those aside, I can't expect people who are listening to your podcast to turn up and visit them. So, um, hence the National Museum, the Portrait Gallery, Film Sound Archive. And also, I will I'll be honest, I always have a soft spot for the old Parliament House as well. It's just something. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. There's history there and I don't know. I think even though, yeah, so Darius and I chatted about, you know, the our funny high school trip, which is heaps of fun actually. And I yeah. have photos, I have very fond memories. I have a lot of photos, I don't know why, maybe because we were outside and wasn't yeah. a lot of other things to do, but at the Arboretum and yeah. had a beautiful view back over Canberra. And, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, no, as you said, I think we were there in May or something and, and the yeah. colours are beautiful and it's nice for someone who's not – you know, in Australia, yeah, we don't, like you said, proper season. So it's really nice yeah. to rug up. And I like that smell at night too with, like, people have, who have um, fires inside their house and you can sort of smell that on the cold air. It's it's comforting. It's really nice. Yeah, it is nice. And one of the other places, actually, if you've never been to Canberra, one of the best views in Canberra is to walk up and drive up Mount Ainsley. And from Mount Ainsley then you, you look down the um, Anzac Parade Across, so basically across the top of the wall, more of that, and take grade. And then you've got old Parliament House, and then at the end of that, you've got new Parliament House, um, which of course is now just Parliament House. But because um, it was all planned, so it's yeah, so beautifully laid yeah. out. And from those higher points, you can see how well laid out it was. I mean, yeah. every other city was not very well planned. <laughs> no. Well, and, and, well, and planned at all. No. And the interesting thing is, is that the, um, um, the light rail, which has just been put in in recent years, was actually part of the Burley Griffin's um, original plans for Canberra. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they won that, um, that competition. I should probably remember the dates, but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's always 
I, I just think if people go to Canberra and can't find anything to see or do, it's because they're not trying because it's, you know, um, considering the size of it, the amount of things it's got to see to visit both indoor and outdoor um, is is extraordinary. Oh, and so, people tend to do like, they're like, oh, we're coming to Australia, we should go to the capital, we'll just do like a one-day visit or something like that. Mm. And, you know, two or three days, you know, you can actually have a quite a nice time and and get to see stuff. And it just it's like anything in Australia, though Canberra is, a, is more compact, um, yes. and, and well laid out to get around. Yes. It's, still, it's still Australia and there's still heaps of space. And so you're going to need yeah. to, I must say, um, there is a massive storm here. So yeah. If you do hear in the background of this recording rumblings and cracks and, yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's this big storm. I mean, I was going to say, it's just started torrentially raining down here as well. So, there yeah. you go. Well, speaking of weather, when is the best time, in your opinion, to visit? Um the best time, in my opinion, is definitely autumn, definitely autumn, and then spring and then summer and then winter. But that is because I hate being cold. I really hate being cold. But um, <laughs> autumn, you get, you know, these beautiful, like, cold nights, warm days. It's crisp. The air, you can almost taste it. It's that fresh. It's just, um, it's just gorgeous. Um, you get some spectacular sunsets and probably sunrises, but who's up that early? Um, and I don't know, there's just, it's just something just feels perfect about Canberra during the autumn, very much so. So, um, it's funny, yeah. there's a lot of, I'm just laughing because there's, um, on um, Instagram, there's a few people talking about, like, because in America they're just going into fall at the moment yeah. and how, like, there's all these influence, like, love fall. Obviously that's what we call autumn, but it is yeah. it is such a beautiful season. But they were like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go out and take photos in the fall. <laughs> and in Canberra you could do that because you have those types of trees. In other places in Australia, autumn, like especially up here in Queensland, and even in Sydney, unless you go down certain streets, you yes. know that, that, that it's no. We don't have those no. trees that change, but there's certain, yeah, there are certain areas where you're like, oh, the, it's got that more European sort of style. Well, maybe, maybe in terms of the weather, but I, you know, um, there, you know, and not not to tell Ken Barons um, with one brush, but uh, you can generally tell that it's becoming autumn because everybody's getting around in their um, fleece. Um, fleece jumpers. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There's a, there's a, there's a certain there's a certain winter uniform for Canberra, which I appreciate has evolved and 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 it's a lot different. But you know, um, it's a bit like when you travel abroad and you go to visit somewhere where people know that it's going to be cold. They make sure their outerwear is warm. It's not about you know being fashionable. They layer up so that they can do it. Um, one of the quirks of Canberra, uh, which always, it's every time I go back in, in the cold weather, Can- Canberra is one of those places, it doesn't matter which pub you go to, which restaurant, anything like that, when you go to the bathrooms, the bathrooms are either outdoors or they're in a part of the building that is unheated. And I don't know whether or not it's just to keep people to get back in there. But, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those, yeah, strange things where they're obviously made of partier stuff for most of us. So, well, I was just going to ask actually. That, that's um, you, and you dropped some in pretty early. Well done, Darius. Will be impressed. Um, some fun facts. So, fun facts: the to- the toilets are cold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that's what everybody would like to like to be remembered for. Um, facts about Canberra. You did give us some very good facts early on. You clearly know your stuff. Um, 
But, and then I had another question, like it's a funny one, but are there any like slang words or any like unique foods or things that like, or unique experience, are there things that are like you think are Uh, Canberra or ACT only that other places are like, what? Well, I I mean, if you say something uh, like Kingsley's chips, everybody in Canberra knows, I mean, Kingsley's chips, you you couldn't uh, recreate the, the chip experience, the Kingsley chip experience anywhere else. Um, and Canberrans Cam- are, are fiercely territorial. You're either south of the river or north of the river. You know, there's Belco Pride. You come from Tuggers. You know, um, there's you know they, they you know they, they, I mean, there's definitely um, it, you know, and it'll have evolved a heap since since you know I was there. But um, there's uh, there. It always makes me laugh the number of people that um, know. It basically, so in Canberra, here's a fun fact. So Canberra suburbs are named for people of note generally or Aboriginal names of note, and then the um, the suburb, the street names in the suburbs will all have a theme. So, for instance, uh, Kayleen, which is a suburb in the north, um, it means meeting of the rivers, okay? And all of the streets in Kayleen are named after the rivers, like the Maribyrnong and the Daintree, et cetera, right? Uh, there's another suburb, Girilang, um, which is, um, Girilang is a word for star or constellations, and all of the streets in um, Girilang are named after, you know, um, astronomy kind of things. Um, Dunlop, which is named for Sarah Edmund Weary Dunlop, who is the um, one of the war heroes, um, a doctor, he's a medical doctor. Um, the streets over there are named for Australian inventors, like, you know, um, things like that. So that's that's kind of a really um, cool thing. And I started telling you that story for a reason. Um, <laughs> it's a fun so, fact. Fun facts. So, yeah, so all of the suburbs um, are named for that. Um, but yeah, the South North thing. No, it'll come back to me. I started <laughs> to tell you something else, but yeah. You know, but that, I mean, uh, no, it's when when Alison trailed off. This is what she was actually saying. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back and she's she's talking about something. But yeah, there's another Alison tangent. But um, <laughs> the um, but you know, it's yeah. As I said, the North South thing. You know, um, I grew up north of the lake, not north of the river, north of the lake. So um, Lake Burley Griffin in the ma- middle is um, is the dividing point. And, um, yeah, I grew up on the north side. Um, my brother started dating somebody from the south side and then he defected. They live over the south side now. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a bit, I know, shock horror. But, um, no, but, it's, but you know, all that said, if, if you're in Canberra, um, you know, you are literally, it's a Kevin Bacon um, scenario. You're, or, you know, only six or seven degrees of separation from absolutely everybody, you know, um, and you'll be one of, you know, um, you know, once they know, you know, you know your family or the school that you went to or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, people will be able to, you know, put you together. And, of course, um, the... You know, <laughs> we take great pride in, in anybody that's even vaguely affiliated with, with um, you know, uh, Canberra, whether it's, you know, people like Marty Shigol, the radio presenter. We've got Nick, um, uh, tennis player. Um, oh, curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, he's from there. 
um, you know, and I mean, the list goes on. It's always a thing, isn't it? It's always yeah. like, it is. It's a, yeah, yeah. If you've, yeah, well, if they're from there, you, you get to claim it. It's um, even if, even if you didn't like the place that you're from, when someone else is from there, you're like, I'm from there. I'm, I'm from there. Not, I, I keep saying, like, I do like Canberra. I keep it, yeah. don't like it. I haven't been for yeah. ages. Love to go. Um, just so many places in the world that I need a reason. So if we're going to go visit mum and dad, I'm coming on down, Alison. Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Come and hang out with the kids. Well, I I will take, you know, it would be fun to take Finn when he's a little bit older and, you know, we can do some of that more interactive stuff with him. Well, you know, there's plenty of fountains in some of the museums and things like that and Canberra is one of the places where your children can strip off, get naked and go swimming in them and nobody will bat an eyelid. So, See, there's it's, a you see, yeah, um, <laughs> they do frown a little more upon it when uh, your oldest should be naked and, and getting into them. I'm given to understand, but okay, you know, cute. top tip: children only, <laughs> children maybe under only. ten, under ten fountains, yeah, nudie reading fountains, yeah. But um, yeah, the the, the great thing um, you know, about a place like Canberra is that it's. You know, it, it does have, you know, a fast-growing population. Um, it is a lot of young families and stuff, so the dynamic of it is always going to be evolving. It's not a, not a staid city by any stretch of the imagination. So. No, and it's, look, it's, yeah, it is our capital, and so it is absolutely worth a visit, and there is far more to see and do than you could imagine. So we hope that we've given you some wonderful tips. Um I am going to go visit Alison's family. You're not all invited. Uh, find your own friends. And yeah. uh, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I'm sure it's not your last time. It's not the first. It won't be your last. We'll be back. No, I'll be back. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, we also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, but in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So That's tune in right. next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.